0: Hello and welcome to the show. We are talking travel with our expert Sally Lucas. Now, Sal, I know you're very excited for this next guest. You've told us that he's a Mountaineer. He's a recipient of the Order of Australia medal. Yes. Uh, sounds like
1: a wonderful man. He is, new you wait till you hear what he's achieved. Oh my goodness. So we can't wait to have him on and I'll introduce him now. Okay, please do. Okay, Greg Mortimer. And Greg has been a wonderful ambassador for climbing around all the different peaks of the world, of course, and he was one of the first two Australians with Tim McCartney Snape to successfully climb Mount Everest in October 84 without oxygen. So he can climb mountains, I can tell you, and he's been to Antarctica about 80 times and he's climbed also peaks in Antarctica so I'd like to say welcome to Greg welcome to the show and it's just a privilege to have you on board today Greg.
2: Hi Sally and likewise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you I think you're far more important than I am but that's okay Um, but I just thought if you'd like to give people a bit of a rundown on yourself Greg, what you've done and yes, I mean, some of the things maybe that have been your special times in Antarctica, uh, some of your moments that you'd like to share with us today because I'm sure our listeners would be just hanging on every little word you have to say
2: Oh, Sal um, look, I'm a, a a normal manly boy who <laughs> just likes climbing mountains <laughs> I've been doing that since I was a kid and uh, was blessed to have parents who would let me go off on the train on the weekends and go up to the mountains and climb rocks from about the age of thirteen. So I, I consider myself very lucky. And uh, yep, I spent a lot of time uh, climbing around the world, in uh, particularly in the Himalaya and the Karakoram, and had that wonderful, wonderful expedition in in nineteen eighty four uh, with a small group of us became the first Australian to climb
1: Everest. That very was cool. that, is, that is very cool. And you've also done K2 and Annapurna 2 and the, the Vincent Massif in, in um, Antarctica as well and Mount Minto. I mean, you've done many, but of course it, it's not all just about climbing. You've done lots of other wonderful stuff. Um, firstly, with your lovely wife, Margaret, of course, you started a, a company that was named after Sir Douglas Mawson's ship, of course. So I guess that was where some of your adventures came Continued on uh, after all, well, after and including still climbing. So that that was amazing in itself. And even though you know you're not part of that company anymore, it's very close to your heart. I know.
2: It is um, that. So uh, that Mint, Mount Minto expedition that you mentioned. Yes, that was really the wellspring of, of Margaret and I starting Aurora expedition.
1: The, ah, the, right.
2: The Minto expedition is very dear to our hearts. In that we sailed in a 20 metre yacht, which was the old Dixon huh. Explorer, actually wow. um, down from Australia into the Ross Sea below Australia to climb this mountain, Mount Minto, that was the highest unclimbed highest mountain in the Transantarctic Mountains and hadn't been climbed before. But from that, uh, and to do that, we had to figure out the complexities of chartering a vessel and so on, and and that kind of led to us. Getting to start Aurora expeditions in the in the early nineties. Yeah,
1: that's been an amazing journey, as you say, and um, it's still it's continuing on. And what we're sort of very excited to talk about today, which we'll come to in our next segment, is I went to a function this week, um, of course, which was to introduce us to the new vessel, which hasn't launched as yet. And what a privilege! It's named after you, the Greg Mortimer.
2: Look, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, Very uh,
0: modest My
2: son My first response from my son was to say You're not dead yet (laughs) Uh, So it's a little
1: bit cringeworthy, but it's a great honour, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right, well, what we'll do in the next segment, we'll, I really want you to just talk about the vessel. I mean, I've just read about it, of course, and, and know that it's just about finished and, and due to be launched in, I think, about August, and the first Grand Voyage is in October. So I'll get you to talk about it, a little bit more about the ship and... It just, it just looks phenomenal, I must say, and even the little bit of information I gained from the other night, this is a very special vessel that is going to be sailing these waters and other waters around the world as well. Indeed.
0: Before we get to that, though, Greg, um, being a little bit morbid, can I just ask, uh, with your your line of uh, work or hobby or love, it is obviously high risk. What's the closest uh, call you've ever had?
2: <laughs> oh, look, I've had... Unfortunately, I've had a few of those. <laughs> oh, Uh Probably the nastiest was falling off the top of a mountain in Peru many years ago, when the, the whole top of it um, avalanched.: and
1: Oh my God. Sandus wow! I
2: had just got onto the top of it, a mountain called Chacarahu in um, the, the Peruvian Andes. And I, I fell a long way, but I, I had a rope on but fell a, you know pretty much 250 feet, and um, got smashed up and somehow survived that one
0: How did you get down then? Did they quickly get people up to help you and stretch you down? No,
2: it's a remote place Um, and I was just there with one very dear friend and uh, he managed to get me down we cobbled it together you'd say (laughs)
1: <laughs> sounds a bit like that novel into thin air yes uh
2: it's got the shades of that and yeah uh,
1: yeah yeah well you, thank god you survived it greg and you've survived it well and uh, we will talk more in our next segment but just hang on the line and uh yeah can't wait to hear about the the vessel
0: we've still got greg on the line and we are chatting about this amazing vessel sound
1: we certainly are greg and i mean it just looks absolutely spectacular this vessel and um there's been a lot of people involved in the design of it which we found out the other night you Know as far as you know making it easier for kayakers, divers, snorkelers, etc. And even though it can take 160, apparently it's still only going to be taking about 100 landing passengers, which is all you can land in Antarctic anyway at any one time. Which I don't know whether people realize that. So if you've got a large cruise vessel, you, you're not doing that. So this is where an expedition vessel comes onto its own. And Greg, isn't this a lot different to Polar Pioneer? Yes, it is. Polar
2: Pioneer <laughs> was a Gorgeous old Russian research vessel. I know. Uh, which has been our Aurora mainstay for 20 years, and time for her to uh, shuffle off her mortal coil. And, yeah, she uh,
1: needs to shed it, I think, now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's getting, uh, yeah, it's getting a little tired, needed some uh, reinvestment, but Aurora's decided to take the big step of building a new vessel, and it, it's an incredible thing for a little Australian company to do it, and is.
1: it is and it's an amazing looking vessel i mean even the things i learned the other night like the slide in slide out hydraulic viewing platforms you know how you get off the back at, at sea level now if you're kayaking was the old days you had to walk down the rickety gangplank down into your zodiac and hope to hell you didn't fall in <laughs> of course the russian crew are always wonderful and helped you in and out as as we all know they were fantastic but like you've got this state-of-the-art lecture theater you've got you know a gym a library a wellness center i mean it's just an amazing looking vessel, especially with that bow, which they call—is it an X bow hull? correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a whole different different world for us now, isn't it, for expedition cruising?
2: It is. What it, it's just an interesting point in time where we could bring, you know, a couple of decades of expedition cruising experience into the design of a um, an extraordinary bow, like you say, which is. Essentially, it's a bullnose-looking thing, as you've seen. It's a kind of weird shape. It's very unconventional. And it's more like a wave-piercing ship rather than riding over the top of waves. It slices through the top of them. More efficient, more uh, comfortable to ride, faster at sea. Uh, and very st- more stable in particular. Sort of
1: so a bit, because People haven't looked at it because it's hardware on radio, <laughs> but it's sort of a little bit like um, the front of a submarine in a sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's an unfortunate analogy, but that's true. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, um, uh, a, yes, it's a strange looking.
0: It's like slim lined, uh, it's like the point mm. of a, a bullet or something.
2: Yeah, like a bullet like train. train. Yeah. yeah. Now, this, that design of, of bow has been used very successfully for ice ships carrying cargo in the Arctic okay. for many years so it's been tested but the breakthrough here for Aurora was it's a world first for a passenger vessel making um, wow. that design into yeah. the little Australian company.
1: And as I said that might, might make the Drake Passage Drake Lake
2: <laughs> uh, I think the shaky Drake is always going to have a daze. Of course. It might, uh, might
1: smooth it Calm up. it down. Yeah, when we went, they always said to us, oh, God, you're lucky it's Drake Lake, you know. So we, we had we even did got round the Cape of Horn oh. in that lovely little old polar pioneer, which is oh, under 10,000. And it wasn't
0: times. too rocky at no, all? No, okay. no.
1: We were extremely lucky. We had the most perfect weather down in Antarctica. Oh. Um, I, when we were down there, Greg, I mean, gosh, it's 15 or so, 14 years ago now, but we had i reckon blessed with the greatest weather it was just before christmas and we only had one half day when my husband and son couldn't go ashore kayaking where the wind was up a little bit but you know the weather was just gorgeous and we didn't get much below minus five degrees when you think you're down in antarctica yes. i had friends skiing and whistler said it was minus 27 yes. that same year so you know I mean you never know what the weather's going to bring but and of course you know you dress accordingly and that at uh, the pioneer i mean they're not pioneers not pioneer anymore but the greg mortar the aurora do supply you with a lovely jacket nice warm jacket and you get the the gum boots still i presume to get yeah, on and off
0: right, yeah, yeah greg were you shocked when they said we're going to name the vessel after you oh
2: yeah <laughs> i was <laughs> black and took a long time for me to get my head around that whether it was a good idea or not um it's an honour, it's a really great honour Of course record.
1: it's an honour, yeah, it is a fantastic honour and it's such a, a magnificent looking vessel too as well and also the other thing it has is that high tech steering, um, rig to hold the ship's position so that seafloor is protected and they don't have to drop a big heavy anchor on the seabed. Yes,
2: it has dynamic positioning so it can maintain its place in the world without anchors um, which is a delightful addition and and the modern technology that um, satellite technology brings as well. And and a very strong hull as well. So she's a beautiful ice ship. Um,
1: yeah, fantastic.
2: I, I'm about to go to Shanghai in a couple of weeks to have a look. And, and we might even see it go into the water then. Wow. Um, it's ahead of schedule, which is always very good. That's good. good. Uh, in the ship construction business. And uh, so... Fingers crossed, um, more than fingers crossed. We expect to be on board at the end of October. For for the, for
1: the inaugural voyage, of which you are going on, of course.
2: Yeah, Mugget and I have got
1: a berth on that. <laughs> ah, well, needless to say, of course you should have it. If it's named after you, you, should be on the maiden voyage, shouldn't you? Well, can
2: <laughs> you imagine walking around a ship and they keep calling out your name over the last speaker, I don't know what that will shake you up. And the other
1: thing I'd like to mention too, Greg, is that, you know, Expedition Vessel, even though we don't have the, the glitzy, you know, casinos and nightly entertainment, you get wonderful lecturers of all kinds on board, just just filling you with so much importance information about Antarctica but the food on board you know it's just the most wonderful cuisine on board the chefs do a, a great job
2: they do yeah. it's high quality in, um, in every aspect it's a really exciting thing for Margaret and I how Aurora have continued on those philosophies that we had in the business
1: that's fantastic isn't it you must feel so proud anyway all right greg well it's been fantastic the time has just gone so quickly today but look appreciate you coming on board and i just hope our listeners were really hanging on every word there and it's, it's on, a, on their bucket list we hope that they will get a, a lovely trip down there on the greg mortimer
0: Sal I can see you've got lots and lots again this (laughs) week we're never short on which
1: is we're never short no we're not and to start with we will talk about Aurora they've got some savings at the moment of up to 25 percent on a range of their cruises in the Antarctic the Arctic as well even there are a 50 percent surcharge if you want your own cabin for a solo so you don't have to pay like double the price like is normally the case or if you're willing to share they'll always try and find a person of the same sex and a similar age if, if that's possible would be a good way to meet someone yeah, I guess. for you to share with so just just keep that in mind and also what you've got to remember there with this vessel they're able to go into lots of different areas so as they're going right up to Franz joseph land in the um high arctic they do a circumnavigation of iceland as well but another interesting one they're doing is costa rica and the panama canal and that is considered one of the most fantastic places on our planet because of the biodiversity that's on costa rica in both plant and animal life so they're We've got one not till April next year because this is a new vessel only coming on board at the end of this year and what they do on that one they take you ashore and you'll be doing land excursions included Excellent. in that itinerary as well so if you get a chance and also there's a solar eclipse happening uh, November 2021 if you want to can you imagine seeing a solar eclipse in the Antarctic that'd be
0: pretty amazing how special that would, would be that be
1: nice. so they've got a range of cruises now with some discounts available on it so just keep that in mind and also the other cruise company the French cruise company on cruises, they've got no single supplement on a select range of their 2019 cruises and again they cruise also down to the Antarctic but also around Europe and other destinations in the Kimberley as well french but they speak english as well it's a beautiful five class five star vessel but it's not an expedition vessel just remember that um also they have a special offer of a 1300 hundred dollar per person flight credit on their central american cruises at the moment as well so keep that in mind um we're talking mainly cruising today i just thought i'd stick with the theme um so travel marvel who operates the european river cruises or one of the companies that does um they're having a fly free all cabins all dates for 2020 uh, valid until the thirtieth of April, so that's pretty good value for that money, is. isn't it? Yeah. So keep that in that's mind. Very good. Um, and also Hertie Gruten, thats that wonderful little company that does the. <laughs> Norwegian Coastal Run. We've lost run. our hot deals, but we, we, it's the ones we've already done. Yeah, we've lost the hot deals. They just flew off. <laughs> Imagine that. They should have sailed off. They should have. <laughs> so they've got a range of cruises as well with up to 2,000 per person off a range of their cruises. Uh, scenic, the same. Book a uh, cruise, again, up by 28 February with them, and you can save up to 3400 per couple. Um, celebrity Cruises, and it's the 6th of March. They've got a, a four, they call four perks. You can save up to $400 plus free drinks Plus, up to $600 spending money, plus free Wi Fi. Depends on the length of the cruise, it as to how many perks you get. Um, little old Aussie. We may as well give Aussie a bit of a Yes. We haven't. Yes. So up until the 8th of March, Sunlover Holidays are having Australia on sale. All sorts of discounts to all sorts of places The discounts will vary with accommodation with going up to Uluru There's some great deals to be had with Sunlover, oh, And finally have to have that. Finally, um, we've got some lovely South Pacific Islands that have overwater bungalows that are having some really reduced rates on a range of packages. Now some finish 28 Feb, some go through to 15 March, some go through to 22 March and these are places like Fiji, Samoa, uh, Bora Bora in French Polynesia and also Morea, Vanuatu and the Cook Islands. All of these have over-the-water bungalows with special rebates at the moment so, but as I said, they've got different cut-off dates ranging between 28 Feb and 22 March. So that is another one and that's about it for today Oh, MW Tours who operate tours within China, Japan, etc. Of course it's the Year of the Pig, they're calling it Year of the Pig Madness Sale I so, thought you were going
0: to say it's oinking mad or something uh, you know? oh, I'm a
1: pig Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: Don't
1: get me started. <laughs> no, I won't. They've got savings of up to 65% over a range of their Asian itineraries and an only uh, a deposit of only $99 to secure your booking. So lots of good things out there as usual. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel.